Hi, and welcome back. Um, I have Eduardo Sanchez here again, so thank you for being with us yet again. Sure. So we're now going into, we obviously did the commentary, which you should already have checked out, but if not, the link is below. Um, for the making of the Blair Witch Project, now we're going into the general lore of the movie. So um, first off, you know, when this came out and um, Artisan bought it, you know, there's been multiple people have talked about how there was a concern or at least talking about um, reshooting it with traditional actors. So I don't know how true that was, if that was just a thought they had um, briefly. But if you had to cast the movie in 1999, who would you have recast it with? Wow. That's a tough one. I mean... Um... I'm starting off with a heavy hitter here. Yeah, I, I mean, I, for the woman, I mean, especially in that time, because I don't know, and I know that she was around that time because she did Phantom Menace, but I think Natalie Portman would have been a great yeah. Heather. You know, she's a, a small woman, but I think she's really, you know, powerful. Um, God, for the guys, there's so many good actors out there. Um, and it's so hard to, like, think of, you know, any of this. I've, it's so hard to think of Heather not being Heather, Mike, and Josh, you know? But I think, um, let's see, uh, what what actors were around that time? And Natalie Portman, the only way I know that is because I'm a big Star Wars fan, as you can see, and I know that she was around the right age yeah. uh, at that time. Um, but for guys, I mean, there's so many, you know, there's so many great young actors, you know? Um, I think somebody like... Uh, Jared Leto would have been interesting. I mean, I, he was around at that time, I think, yeah. um, for one of the guys, for either maybe Josh. Um, it's just, it's just, it's weird. It's a weird exercise. But yeah, there's a lot of great actors, and I think that that it would have been cool to uh, to experiment with somebody that had more of a, you know, a more of a name for themselves, yeah. you know, because the you know the whole whole thing about Blair Witch was that everybody was unknown, so you could believe that it was you know a real real footage. It would have been a complete different thing if you know we were casting a regular actors, but you know the the thought of remaking them, remaking it really never um, materialized. Um, I think like because because Artisan was like it was kind of the perfect film for Artisan. They really loved yeah. the idea of like you know, taking this little movie that wasn't supposed to be, wasn't really supposed to do anything and kind of, you know, making it blow up like they did. Um, but uh, yeah, it would have been interesting to reshoot it, but it, it's, it's like, it's almost kind of, I mean, really the 2016 version is almost, you know, the breach, you know, uh, uh, has a lot of elements from the original. It's almost can yeah. be like a, it's almost like a reboot. Um, but uh, it's just, it's just crazy because like, would it have been would it have been handheld like you know like what kind of conventional movie are we talking about is it found footage or do we want to do you know like a normal like a conventional movie so yeah um well, i'm glad we didn't do that um I, I yes i'm movie. glad they didn't yeah. do that they didn't force us to do that either yeah for me my personal choices were soleil moon fry for heather um skeet Allrich. um you know i really liked him in scream oh for yeah and then, you know, because he had just burned all of his bridges with home improvement, why not Jonathan Taylor Thomas for Mike? It would have been perfect. Yeah, um, yeah you're right. Yeah. yeah. I was also thinking the cast of Boy Meets World, but that was still filming at the time. 
I don't yeah. know why that always popped into my head. Uh, they did do a horror parody. They made fun of. Uh, they had a Halloween episode that they did um, parodies of horror movies. So maybe they should have, if they stuck around one more season, they could have done Blair Witch. Uh, Blair Witch, yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. Well, and that actually leads into the next thing: is this movie is obviously very iconic, and it's been parodied to hell across you know so many they did the blair thumb that weird thing steve odenkirk was doing where he would just superimpose faces on thumbs and reenact movies um yeah you know mad magazine i saw like a clip where you said you know you loved seeing like you in mad magazine they had uh, a caricature that was awesome yeah they had a caricature of you and daniel there um the craziest one for me was have you ever heard of the scooby-doo project yes yeah, I, I remember that because I was a you know little kid when this came out, so I had no idea what the hell like this was. Like I'm like, what, wait, why are they live in live action world? What, why is Shaggy in the corner? And now relearning about it years later, I'm like, wow. A few months after this movie came out, Cartoon Network executives were like, let's do a parody of a hard R horror movie that has, um, according to. That right-wing Christian group you mentioned in the commentary has 150 F-bombs in it. And Cartoon yeah. Network's like, yep, we're um, going to have the Scooby-Doo gang reenact Blair Witch Project. Like these woods don't look like our regular woods. They look different. Things just look more realistic. Fred, give me the map. I don't have the map. I gave it to you. I distinctly remember giving you the map. And I gave it back. <laughs> like I ate it, man. Scooby and I ate it. With Tabasco. <laughs> yeah, Robasco. <laughs> it was like useless anyway. Shaggy, what are you doing in the corner? I'm scared, man. <laughs> like scared. It made total sense, man. Well, and that year they were promoting, that was the year the um, movie Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost, which we did a commentary track, link below. So, it, you know, it worked out perfectly. They're doing a witch movie that year, so I guess it works. And it, I mean, it's great. I mean, it's very interesting how they made it. So Yeah, no, I, I mean, and you know, and like, I love those things. I mean, I remember like people, like we, we would get VHS tapes all the time at Hacks and at our offices with, you know, people just sending us their parodies and, um, you know, there was like the one I remember is like the, the it was called the Blair Mall Project, where like people were lost in out in the woods of the mall and they ended up in the mall and it was you know like just complete comedy. But I love the idea that like it was such a simple movie to parody that you know people were just kind of inspired to go out and let's you know let's fuck around and make fun of it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and you know it was just you know like for me it was like you know, like, like the scenes in scary movie where they parry it or, uh, where, uh, I mean, um, yeah, scary movie, right? Yeah. I believe it's the first scary yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, the stuff in, on Saturday Night Live and, you know, the Chris Rock, the MTV music movie, movie awards, like the parodies of that. I mean, you know, it was all just like, and then especially Scooby-Doo, like I just, you know, like, again, like I said earlier in the commentary, like I never thought one of my a film that I made would have that kind of reach um so you know we all kind of just sat back and enjoyed it and like i said i love mad Mag the mad magazine parody and i mean i love them all you know even like the, you know there's some that were i think sometimes you know people get mean-spirited you know even that like for me it's like you know what am i 
what am I supposed to be angry about? You know, I had this really successful film and people are making fun of it, you know, boo-hoo, you know. So, um, you know, I loved it. I thought it was like, it was probably my favorite parts of Blair Witch in general. Yeah. Now, next up is, um, I have this about all the extended lore. So obviously you guys were, you know, creating, you came up with, you know, Rustin Parr, Eileen Triacle, um, Robin um, Weaver and all that. Yeah. So obviously though, the well got tapped kind of quickly as they're like, oh, we got to keep producing more stuff. So, you know, then you had the great Burkittsville 7 doc, you know, mockumentary that, you know, I mean, it's, I describe it, it's like, it's making a murderer essentially, or, you yeah. know, it's a, it's an interesting idea. You know, people should look it up. It's essentially a documentary that doesn't even entertain the idea that the Blair witch is real. They're just looking at, hey, this guy in the 40s was crazy and said a witch killed, like, made him kill all these kids. That's weird. Let's look into, like, the actual case behind it. I mean, it'd be like a documentary about the son of Sam. Like, you won't entertain the idea that a dog was really influencing him. Yeah. Um, now, I mentioned in the commentary, um, the Oni comics. Have you ever um, read those? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I've pretty much read everything. Okay. Um, except, like, there's, like, some young adult novels, right? I, didn't, I haven't read those. Yeah, those were, like, um, Heather's cousin was invested. Yeah, in but, I mean, you know, um, the original ones, like the the Oni press ones, like the black and white ones, um, I actually still have, like, I bought a couple of the original panels, yeah. Um, when they asked, they were like, "Hey, you know, can we? You know, you guys want to buy these panels?" And we were like, "Yeah, let's, I, I, I want them." And I had them framed there in my in my screening room. But, um, dude, I mean, I was so excited. I mean, I I because like to me it was they were like like the perfect little stories. Um, and I love the idea that and, and you know we, you know we we laid out kind of the storyline. Um, you know, on some of them, you know, because for me and I think for all of us in the Blair Witch world, like we love the idea of like fan made fiction and like kind of the mythology kind of growing um, and, and, the, and, and the mythology other than like the distinct kind of like the, 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 the provable kind of, you know, documentation of like Rustin Parr was here, you know, he killed these kids, this, you know, everything else for us was, you know, the kids disappeared in 1994, or whatever, all these things are kind of like etched, you know, like they're parts, you know, markers and timeline. Other than that, like, I always felt like, the, I love the idea that people kind of make up their own theories about what happened in the original movie, what happened, you know, afterwards. And, um, and, and I, and I especially love them people going back and like revisiting the original mythology, because those were just kind of like, for us, it was just, there were just stories that were kind of told, you know, from generation to generation, you know, yeah. until somebody, you know, actually wrote them down. So for me, it's like, there's so much wiggle room, you know, and I, and I like, and that's what I loved about the 2016 film is that it definitely, you know, takes our original idea and then kind of pumps steroids into it. And then, you know, goes, you know, especially with the mythology and stuff goes a lot further than we did. And, and from, from us, it's like, all that stuff is applicable, you know, like for me, like anything that happens in that Blair in the woods there can happen, you know, there are no rules. And, um, and I, I especially like other people coming in and kind of, um, you know, you know, putting their efforts into building up the story that, that, you know, Dan and I and Greg and Ben, and, you know, back in the day we, you know, we invented, you know, um, but so the comic books for me were just so cool. I mean, just the different artists, the different styles. 
Um, and, uh, and we had a little bit of input, but at the same time, we wanted people to kind of, you know, we wanted to see stuff beyond what we were kind of coming up with. And the same thing with a dossier with, um, uh, Dave Stern, I think the arts, yeah, the, right. um, you know, we had a, a few meetings with them, but with him and, you know, talked, talking through, he asked a lot of questions and this and that, but in the end, you know, <clears throat> you know, we, tr we, we didn't know his writing. Actually, we had actually read a book of his and we loved it um, before Blair Witch, they sent us before he wrote it. And we were just like, okay, this guy gets it. He gets the whole kind of, you know, fake reality of it all. And, um, you know, so we just let, you know, we let him go and we let, you know, we just let them go and we'd love all the stuff. And even if stuff contradicts, you know, other things to me it doesn't matter like to me that you know it's something supernatural to me like there's no explanation for what the Blair Witch is I think the Blair Witch has been there for a long time like I would love to do I love to do stories about like Native Americans running into this area in the woods um you know whatever the hell was before these this these the Native Americans you know so to me it's like there's so much there's a lot of history there and um none of it is really official you know to yeah. me it's like as, as long as you kind of keep the gist of the original idea i think you can kind of play you know it's a, it's a big playground you know the one story um, the offering which was about like the family that had moved to burkittsville in like the early 1900s the framing device is several modern day townspeople are telling the story but they all remember it slightly different so like oh no this happened and like it you know it's interesting because it's like yeah you know you could say, well, none of this was mentioned in the original movie. It's like, well, because Heather, Josh, and Mike ran into three people, two of which who wanted to talk about Rustin Parr, and then, you know, the others only had, like, slight things. So it's like, you could imagine, like, this is a big thing in the community that peeps, some people are like, oh, I like that story, or I'm going to talk about this one, or, you know, the Rustin Parr. So, I mean, it all works with me, and even, like you said, even if it's technically contradicts, it's urban legend meets supernatural. So it all, like, works perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I, I don't, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, for me, as long as like the artists and the writers are doing things for the right reasons and, you know, coming at it from a place of like respect, I think, you know, they can go in any direction they want. Yeah. Now, moving into the sequels, um, we all know the true sequel to this is um, The Four Corners of Fear. That That's the only that's one. That's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, it's a criminally underrated web series. I, I will put the link below. It is, um, it's a great parody of like all of the, you know, you, Josh, Mike, several of the other crew members, and then Tom Cruise in the woods trying to make a sequel. And it's, yeah. it's great. I love it. So who came up with that idea of like, just randomly you guys filming in your backyard? It was, um, I think Mike, uh, Williams, you know, like we're always looking to, to do something together. And um, he met um, Evan Ferrante, who is the the guy who plays Tom Cruise. And he's like, hey, do you, you know, have you seen this guy? And I had seen Evan and, you know, other Tom Cruise, little Tom Cruise videos. And he's like, hey, man, I, you know, I miss, met this guy in New York and he seems cool. And, you know, he was, free, you know, he was geeking out about Blair Witch. And, um I guess at that point he was like, imagine, you know, doing a movie where, you know, he would love to do something Blair Witch with us or whatever. And I think, I don't know where the idea came from. I maybe it might've been Mike or Evan or whatever, but the idea of like, you know, Blair Witch 3, you know, the third, another Blair Witch movie with Tom Cruise as the star is just so ridiculous. Like that's, 
you know, so from there, you know, it, immediately I was like, oh my God, yeah, that would be great. That would be so funny. And then we got, you know, Mike got, we got Josh involved and Josh was like, yeah, if you guys fly me out, I'll, you know, come out and do it. And uh, Dan Karcher, who kind of runs the, you know, he's kind of like the, the, uh, you know, the Blair Witch philosopher, like the Blair Witch archivist, um, the Blair Witch Yoda, I guess you could call him. He, um, you know, he helped us out and, you know, we, we figured out a weekend we were going to shoot it here in my backyard and there's a, an abandoned house up here that we shot in and, and we all just kind of made it up as we went along and it was so much fun, man. And, um, and, uh, you know, it was just, uh, we hadn't worked together in a long time and it was just really kind of cool to get back together and kind of reconnect. And it made me miss working with those guys. Um, and, um, you know, and it was just, you know, my kids got involved. It was just kind of a fun little thing that we did. And, yeah. and, uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, more people will check it out, but you know, I, we've gotten such great reaction from it. It was just kind of the little thing that we wanted to, uh, to put out there and, and have a little fun with it. But, you know, otherwise it was, uh, you know, it was just for fun, man. And, yeah. uh, and it definitely, uh, you know, it definitely feels that way when you watch it, it's definitely completely out of control. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I mean, you all are, like, you know, really great at acting as, like, buffoon versions of yourself. Like, yeah, I know Mike has, like, a line. He's like, wait, you're getting, like, we're getting paid? Like, you know, like, they're, like, he's doing a joke like that. Josh is just kind of, like, the closest to the sanest person there. And then, like, you know, you're, like, in an alien costume, like, saying you have to, like, go to the bathroom. And, like, you know, it, it, it's just all insanity. And, like, you could, yeah, you could tell you guys had a lot of fun making it. It's just yeah, very joyful to watch. You know, it's a very scary costume, right? And most people okay. are afraid of that. Yeah, let's do it's a, a scary costume, but I gotta admit, I'm. It's a bit over the top, don't you think? Dan, no, because no aliens are linked into the mysteries of the BW of. And if you see any imperfections in the outfit, Heather is the witch. Be CG. The audience will hey, form their own conclusion. Yeah. You just can't get the back. Okay, I'm really ready to play. This is it, man. This is the fourth look, corner. Look, look, guys. So let's look. Just get it hey. Done. I've had, a, I mean, look, I, you know, I love you guys, okay? But I've had I'm enough in. of your shit about d fucking doubting my vision. Right. Okay? I'm going to fucking do this scene. Right. If you don't want to be in it, I'll do it with Tom. Yeah, no, it was great, man. It was, um, you know, it's just such a stupid idea. And Evan has, like, such a grasp on the, you know, Tom Cruise character, like who Tom Cruise would be. Um you know, it was just great, man. It was, and, and Josh, you know, he was, he's, he would, he had brought in like the LA angle, like what the, you know, what are we doing here? You know? And, um, and Mike and I were just kind of like happy to be doing something. It was, yeah, it was fun, man. It, it was a good time. Yeah. So, um, and then moving on to actual sequels. Um, so book of shadows came out, um, like 48 hours after the original one came out. They, yeah, they man. rushed it, that I, in yeah, immediately. So, and I, um, you know, I watched the movie last week to like um, just like get into the mindset of like okay what's like the lore of this and yeah they like really like bashed the uh, original and relentlessly so was there like a little bit of you know like you you were you getting you and Daniel like were you guys a little um upset like hey we just made you a quarter billion dollars and you're putting out a movie that's like 90 minutes of mocking the actors mocking the like the look of the movie or mocking the writing. Yeah. Like sometimes it's like it's in good fun that it feels realistic that people would make fun of it, but it's like it, it felt like a little at times like oh wow they're being mean. Yeah, I mean I never felt that way. Um, 
I felt like, I mean, cause like, I mean, there's other ways that I feel about the movie, but I never felt like it was make, like I never, I know those aspects of it, but I never took it personally. Okay. I was just, you know, um, there were so many mistakes made on that film, like just preconceptually. And like, even for us, like, you know, you know, we, uh, not that we could have done anything about it, but maybe if we would have fought harder, but at the same time, we were like, you know, you have to look at the situation. Like we were, we had just made a ton of money on Blair Witch. You know, we were complete, I was completely burnt and Dan was the same way. We were completely burned out on horror. So the idea of making another, you know, horror movie was just like, you know, I didn't want to go there. I, for a while, it took me like years before I felt like the, you know, the energy to do another horror movie. Um, because Blair Witch was like a dark movie and it was like, yeah. you know, really handmade, you know, and, and um, it was three years of like constant, like dark thoughts about, you know, scary scenes and, you know, child murders and like, you know, just curses and just, and I felt like there was, uh, you know, I, I needed to get out of that energy, you know? Um, so we were like not interested in making another Blair movie for a while. And, um, and Artisan was, you know, they were headed down that road and we couldn't stop them. And we were kind of like, well, you know, we'll give you our blessings and, and, you know, and we try to be as involved as we could. We try to be as proactive as, as productive, as far as like giving notes and, um, you know, telling, you know, trying to guide them and trying to be, you know, team players. But, uh, they pretty much stopped listening to us when we told them that we didn't like the script, like, we were like, this is not a good script. Um, you know, and they were like, well, you know, we're going to do it. And, then, and, you know, so, and also, I mean, look, part of it also was that we really loved Joe Berlinger, you know, like we loved his, his documentaries. Um, and um, so we were like, if anybody is going to be able to like, you know, do something cool, it's going to be this guy, you know, it's going to be Joe because he, you know, he comes from a, ba- a documentary background and, you know, he'll, he'll do something cool. I think he'll, you know, he'll, he'll take what, what, what we're seeing. We're not seeing exactly, basically we're not seeing what he's seeing. Yeah. That's kind of the, but then the footage started coming in and I, you know, I started, you know, I realized that there wasn't, uh, that the vision was not matching what I thought it needed to be. Um, you know, and, uh, it's, it just felt silly to me sometimes, you know? Yeah, well. And then, um, and then, so, and, you know, and they, they invited us on the set and I was actually, they were actually shooting in Maryland. I really wanted to go, but we made a decision to kind of um, distance ourselves from it as much as we could, even though that we were executive producers, they were paying us, you know, the way that they were, um, you know, they didn't really want our input, you know, they wanted us to say, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Because anytime we kind of brought up challenges, they would like kind of brush us aside, really. So it wasn't like they were, you know, acting like they were in the best, you know, having the best. It wasn't like it wasn't a good collaboration at all. It never was. And it's weird because, again, you made them a quarter of a billion dollars. Like, they would be like, okay, you know what you're doing. A lot of money, too. It wasn't like anybody was dying, you know, it was complaining about that. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, they they were a business, and they felt like they they needed to make another movie right away. And we tried to talk them out of it, and they did. You know, they didn't listen to us. And um, 
you know, it is what it is. And 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 the and in the movie we um they uh they we were we were had we had offices at Disney at Disney at the time in, in Orlando and um in their kind of like pretend back lot. And um they uh you know they actually brought out a print of the movie, they showed it to us in this, you know, the screen room at Disney and we were like um it was just some uh, some marketing people from the from the artisan and uh it was i mean we were so arrogant and um you know i, I don't like I, I don't like talking about this because i felt it was it was really disrespectful but we basically started like you know mystery science theatering the movie within like 10 minutes yeah well i think the um, thing with the movie in, is in front of the, in front of the marketing people oh well, i didn't know that one yeah. you know and i and look i mean they weren't I think they knew what they had. They knew they had already told us that there were some trouble, there were some problems with it and they didn't know exactly what they were going to do. And they wanted our suggestions, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I think one of my suggestions was like, give, give us, give us three months to rewrite the beginning and let's make it like a parody movie, you know, like, you know, I said, you know, and I, and I said really seriously and when we were really, Dan and I were like really in comedy mode at that time but because it was there was just some parts in the movie that were kind of comedic yeah i mean for and they weren't meant to be comedic you know and i don't think it's a terrible movie but i just think it has nothing to do with our movie you know yeah well it's just the oddest sequel i've ever seen because you you would expect like if you're going to rush a sequel it's like it's going to be another found footage movie and it's like the only horror movie i can think that's close to this is because it's a deconstruction of the first one it like the only movie i can even think that this is similar to is like freddy's dead the final nightmare um yeah. and you know it's like but that was like after like seven other movies it's like you're, that you're was doing after the, they had run the yeah they had run the the series into the ground so, and they yeah. were just kind of like let's just go let's experiment um yeah you know but it was funny because when we they hired like three different writers to you know, to do a, to do a draft of the, uh, like a different story of the movie. Um, and we were like, uh, you know, originally we were like, no, nah, we don't want to do a sequel. We want to do a prequel, you know? And um, they hired all these people and to, to, to write, you know, these sequel scripts. And, uh, and I think any, I mean, you know, and again, I, I don't like talking bad about Book of Shadows because again, I don't think it was like a terrible movie. Um, but I think that, any of the other scripts that we read would have been a better match, a better sequel for Blair Witch than Book of Shadows, for yeah. sure. One well, makes um, me wonder. At least those movies um, um, existed in the same world as Blair Witch, you know, as the as Blair Witch Project. Book of Shadows was like outside of the world that the movie, like, you know what I'm saying? It was a weird kind of, it was almost like, Jaws 2 opening with like, you know, a line in the theater and going, oh man, Jaws 1 was great, wasn't it? Yeah. Hey, let's go to the movies. Let's go to the, the beach where they shot it and see what happens. And then they get attacked by a shark. You know, it was almost like that. Like, and it wasn't necessary, man. There was plenty of mythology there to like, you know, to do a, a proper sequel or to do a, you know, go back in time and stuff. And, you know, they just, you know, again, they, the business side of things, um, took over and kind of ruined it yeah well it's unfortunate because um berlinger had like some other ideas for it and they they you know like forced him to cut it they wanted to add in the whole subplot of like the 
you know, cast murdering, like, the people in the woods and all that. Like, you know, yeah. that was the studio. Like, it's very clear he had a vision, maybe not the best for the immediate sequel after. Maybe that would be... Like, I feel like in a parallel world, the 2016 movie was made in 2000, and in 2016, Book of Shadows came out. Like, that's, yeah, like, the yeah, one yeah, where yeah, the yeah, franchise... Yeah, yeah, you're right. It would have been made more sense. And also, I mean, you know, again, like, the problem was that you know, they didn't give him enough time. I mean, they were like, you know, and, that, and that's when, and that's the main reason why we said no to a sequel was like, they came to us and they were like, all right, we're going to release another movie next Halloween. We're like, next Halloween? It's August right now. Yeah, that's like, even, even, yeah, even closer. I mean, that was like, it was literally like 12 months. Oh, like they were, okay. it was around the video release where they started telling us about the sequel. And um, it was, you know, it was just madness, man. It was just like, why, first of all, you know, like people don't remember that, um, you know, a lot of people don't remember that, you know, Blair Witch had like this huge opening um, and it was like the critical darling and everybody loved it. But then once it started getting more mainstream, I think people started figuring out like, what the fuck is, like, there's a lot of people who were, who should not have seen Blair Witch. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there was a lot of people who were like, you know, their, their idea of a horror movie was Friday the 13th or, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, which is fine because that's what the popular movies were at that time. I mean, that's just what it is. But I don't think people were ready. A lot of people weren't not ready for a shaky handheld video that they were expecting, you know, that they were that expecting to, to be sold as a movie, as a motion picture. You know what I mean? Like when you go to the theater, you want something that looks good and, you know, you know, there wasn't this. Ex so I think that the, the, so long story short, you know, there was a lot of people that ha that hated the movie at the, you know, at the, once it started like making a ton of money, people were like, what the hell is this? What ha nothing happens and you don't see anything. And, um, and for us, we, you know, we realized that like we, we knew that we had a very little film. We, we never expected that this was going to have such mainstream, you know, success. So we felt as filmmakers, like let's back away from Blair Witch for a little while and let it like, die down let the hype die down let the hatred kind of die down and let it people forget about it for a little bit and then we'll come back in two years and come out with another you know like a cool prequel or something that like people are not going to expect but you know business being what it is the film business being what it is it didn't work out that way unfortunately yeah. and i mean you know the blair witch is still around obviously you had the 2016 movie and then you had the recent video game and I, the trailer for um, the final season of Supernatural has come out and it, you know it's teasing you know hey there's the stick fan in there so yeah. I'm assuming you know that's not just a coincidence since you've directed several episodes of that that there might be a connection but yeah you know, I mean it's a very it's a very minimal collect connection but there is a connection like yeah. it really it does make sense when we came down we're like because whenever I do a Supernatural episode they're always like you know let's put some Blair Witch stuff in there and this time was like the only time where it like made specific story sense to have the symbol yeah. in there. And I, I'm honestly surprised that they kept it, man. Yeah. Like every time, like whenever I was shooting, I was like, they're going to have to remove this. They're not, you know, they're not going to be able to like work out if there's any legal reasons or whatever that, you know, yeah. that we're using the stick man, but obviously they worked that out, you know? Yeah. So I'm excited to see that, um, whatever form that comes from. And then, you know, it's just, um, you know, big fan of your work. Uh, you know, I didn't even realize it at the time, you know, when I'm watching the VHS too, I'm like, wow, this really feels like Blair Witch Project. Oh, 
okay, watch the credits. Like, that makes sense. So, you know, that... Uh, that was a cool project to get involved with, too, man. And that, that's, I think, you know, found footage is often maligned and sometimes justifiably there are plenty of, you know, I think for every Blair Witch Project or um, I really like the first Paranormal Activity, for every one of those, there's, like, a ton of crappy ones. But, I mean, you obviously made a found footage movie with a GoPro on the movie's villain, or the segment's villain, essentially. Yeah. Um, and it's like, that's like a very creative. So there's obviously stuff you can still do with not just you know, found footage, but Blair Witch. So, you know, your sequel that you pitched. And I always liked the idea of doing a prequel. I mean, you could have been like the witch, you know, movie from a few years ago, like looking. Yeah. Into I mean, and that's, and that's really what, like when I saw the, in fact, like, um, you know, the witch, like, his films, um, The Witch and then uh, The Lighthouse, it's almost like he's picking my brain um, for uh, film ideas. Um, you know, not not directly, but because, yeah, The Witch is probably the closest that anything anybody's ever come to like the actual prequel, even though it's not yeah. what it, it's not what I imagine. It is very close. The sensibilities are there. Um, and then the lighthouse was another idea that I, I've, I've been working on something similar. I mean, it's not the exact same, but I really like, you know, his films. And I like that where he goes with them. Um, and I love the fact that, you know, that the, his movies are, you know, successful and, you know, he's able to make more movies like that because it's just very rare, especially in the horror world. Um, but, um, but yeah, man, it would have been, I mean, it, it, you know, I, I, like I said earlier, like I, I do, um, I'm always open to, you know, to being part of the Blair Witch world. Like I'm, you know, I'm, in, I'm, you know, in contact with a few people at Lionsgate, and they kind of keep me abreast of what's going on. There's actually something coming on at the end of, well, at the end of September. I don't know when this is going to air, but there's actually a new Blair Witch thing. I can't say what it is, but there's it's coming out in um, at the end of September. It's not a movie. It's not a movie. It's not a TV show. But it is cool, um, and I think the fans, the real fans of Blair Witch are really going to love it. It's kind of the perfect, you know, um, uh, mechanism for a Blair Witch story. And um, so, and I'm helping with that. I'm helping them market that and stuff. Um, and uh, as far as TV shows, we've pitched a couple different Blair Witch TV shows. We, you know, we'd love to do it again. Um, but right now we have other things going on and, you know, if they let us, they were, I would love to go, we, you know, I think Greg and I, who are the only partners left at Haxon that are working together, I think um, if they gave us a chance to come back and do something in Blair Witch, you know, we would definitely jump on it. And also, you know, to work back, to work with Dan again and, uh, you know, the other people that, that, that helped, that uh, were instrumental in the first one. Um, it would be nice. It'd be nice to go back and play with, you know, these friends in, in the playground that we helped create, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I when I saw your tease on Facebook saying something was coming in September. I assumed that was like the reference to Supernatural. So the fact that we're getting another thing and... Um... No, the, the Supernatural thing is, uh, I mean, I think October 8th. And like I said, it, it it's a very, lit, very small connection, it, though, though it does make sense. Um, but yeah, this other thing is going to be cool. It's, I think people are going to love it. Yeah. Well, and by the time this airs, cause this will be coming out uh, mid, mid October, hopefully. So the It'll people, out already. Yeah, so, they, yeah, they, yeah, they know before I do, I guess. Yeah. They gave the reaction to what, what it was. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, again, you know, this is just one of my favorite horror movies. So it's been, you know, 
really great, you know, being able to um, connect with you. Very appreciative of that. And, yeah, when I saw you, like, Eduardo Sanchez follow you, I'm like, <gasps> like, it, like, really, like, made my day. So, um, yeah. So, all right, well, we'll wrap this up. So, again, thank you for um, doing this with us. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Do this again. Thanks for having me, and uh, please invite me back. Yeah, of course. We'd love to have you back anytime. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah, you too.